Formerly from Ukraine, now from the United States, that was a group called Fata Morgana, and lead man was Alexei Kerekesha, and a song called Nichai, and uh, that is a song about uh, Cossack from times of old who met with an unfortunate fate, as so many did, but he was still heroic, and several centuries later, they're still singing about him. His name, again, is Nichai, performed by Fata Morgana. Dobry den i vitaju vas vsih šenovni radiju suhači na radio predaču naš holos radio Krinskoho Korinja. Jaka podeci vam sjehodni tak hegi kožni srede z 11. do 13. hodene na hvali CHLY oden 0 oden CMFM umisti nenajmo. Pri mikrofoni Pavlina i dali bude Oksana. Djakuju što rišele prebute z name nastupnih dvoh hoden. Me majmo duže cikavi novene na sjednišnjih prošami. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you from CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Paula Demchuk Makori, Pokrinske Pavlina, and I'll be your host for this first hour, and then Oksana will host our two in Ukrainian. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We've got a great program lined up for you. In this hour, we've got a recipe as well as news from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine Today, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is a song that is a little bit more current than the one that opens the show. This is by Vasel Honcharsky, and it is called Chorinohora, Black Mountain. Hey, 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 I'm 
Ukrainian Food Flair with Sylvia Molnar. Tips for Ukrainian cooking. Hello. You don't need a gala gathering or festive occasion to make and serve and enjoy duck. Ducks and geese are plentiful in Ukraine, bred not only for their delicious meat, but also for their highly prized down and feathers. Custom dictates that every bride must have at least two large pillows and a feather bed cover called perenna, which is filled with choice feathers and down of geese and ducks. If a family has a girl of marriageable age, they begin preparation of these articles well in advance of the wedding. Here, duck is definitely becoming more and more popular. Frozen ducks are available year-round. I have two wonderful recipes, so get your pens ready. Be sure to allow half a duck per person, as the ducks are usually fairly small. For recipe number one, fried duck, wash the duckling, pat dry, and cut into serving pieces. Coat each piece with seasoned flour and brown skin side down in a little hot oil or butter. Add about a quarter cup hot water, cover, and bake in a 325 degree Fahrenheit oven until tender. This could take about two hours or so, depending on the size of the duck, your pan, and the oven. Remember, though, seasoned flour is just flour with some salt and pepper added. For roast duck, wash and pat, dry the duck, stuff it if desired with the filling of your choice. Place the duck on a rack in a shallow roasting pan. Roast uncovered in a 325-degree Fahrenheit oven until tender, allowing about 25 to 30 minutes per pound. Turn over a few times to brown evenly and pierce the skin in several places each time to let the fat run out. Ducks do not need to be basted. Pour off the fat as it collects in the pan. Don't throw out the fat as it can be used for the gravy or frying potatoes or simply spreading on a good piece of rye bread, possibly with a few slices of raw onion on the side. You can't beat the flavor. Simply delicious. I like to serve these recipes simply with creamy mashed potatoes and a sweet sour style braised red cabbage. Try it. It's Ukrainian. This has been Ukrainian Food Flare from the Nasholos Audio Archives. Вислухайте радіопрограму Наш Голос Радіо Українського Коріння, котра подається вам на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Нанаймо. Говорить Павліна. You're listening to Наш Голос Ukrainian Roots Radio, broadcasting live at CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm your host, Павліна. 
Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is a bi-weekly series sponsored by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, featuring stories of Ukrainians and Jews working together in solidarity and harmony to restore and strengthen centuries-old bonds and affinities nearly destroyed by hostile outside forces in the bloody 20th century and even today. Tune in next week for another episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio.
And that was the late Kvitka Sisek from New York from her album Dva Colore, Two Colors, and a song very appropriate for the season that has descended upon us here in the Northern Hemisphere anyways, and that being autumn, that song was Kochanya, Autumn Love. And staying on that theme and staying in that country as well, we've got her compatriot Olya Chudoba Fritz, who is fortunately still with us. Here she is from her CD, Zaprose Usne, Into Your Dreams, and another song about autumn. This is Osine Lest, Autumn Leaves.
now the latest news stories from Ukraine, courtesy Ukraine's first international English news channel, Ukraine Today. Ukraine's ATO headquarters reported seven injured Ukrainian soldiers over the past day in the Donbas conflict zone. Regional hospitals neighboring the front line have already accepted the wounded men. The Ukrainian armed forces have been attacked 35 times overnight with grenade launchers, machine guns and band mortars. Mariupol remains the area of most active militant shelling. 20 cases have been recorded of ceasefire violation. The villages of Shirokina, Dalakivka and Taramchuk were mostly affected. Nine barrages have taken place in the Luhansk sector. In the Donetsk area, there have seen six attacks. 82mm mortars have been used in both sectors. Ukrainian TSN news service reported five wounded Ukrainian soldiers in the ATO zone overnight. The men have been hospitalized and their injuries are not life-threatening. According to the press service of Ukraine's ATO headquarters, combined Russian separatist forces attacked Ukrainian army positions in eastern Ukraine 40 times in the past 24 hours, including 24 in the Mariupol sector, three barrages in the Luhansk sector and 13 in the Donetsk. Mariupol remains an active area for militant shelling. Machine guns, grenade launchers and small arms have been used in that sector. The FDUK industrial zone was also under fire. Militants shelled with 122mm artillery systems and mortars. In addition, enemy snipers and grenade launchers were active in the village of Stanitsa Luhanska. Forty-one attacks have been registered in Donbass over the past 24 hours. Russian-backed militants shelled Avdivka with tanks, heavy artillery and mortars. No one has been killed, but one Ukrainian soldier has been wounded. Also, a sniper fired a shot at Moyos control point. This checkpoint has a lot of civilians crossing as people go to the Ukrainian side to get pensions. The Ukrainian army had to close the checkpoint for several hours to avoid people being wounded. The worst situation is near Mariupol with 26 shellings over the day. The Russian security service continues searching the homes of Crimean Tatars in Bakhchisarai, according to Zair Smedlyev, head of the Central Election Committee of the Kurultai. He says Russian FSB raided the homes of Enver Abduveliev and Asan Serverov. They are being accused of participating in a volunteer battalion at the border of occupied Crimea and Ukraine. Computers have been confiscated from both houses. Today, there are two court hearings scheduled for the Crimean Tatars. Both men are being charged with taking part in a terrorist group, along with other fictional crimes. As well today, Elmiu Merov, deputy head of the Medjlis, will be interrogated, being accused of encroachment on territorial integrity of Russia after his interview, where he stated Crimea is not part of Russia. Ukraine will sue Russia over the ban of Crimean Tatar Mejlis. Ukrainian Ministry of Justice plans to file a lawsuit in the European Court for Human Rights before the end of the year. Now law enforcement agencies gather all the necessary information about persons involved in making the illegal decision. Russia should appear in court as a defendant country. A month ago, Moscow court banned Mejlis and rejected the appeal of Crimean Tatars as the Mejlis was considered an extremist organization. Russia refuses to extradite Ukrainian film director Oleg Sentsov. 
The reason is that Moscow considers him to be a Russian citizen. Before Russian aggression in Ukraine kicked off, Sentsov lived in Crimea, and now that automatically makes him a citizen of Russia. In April, Ukrainian Minister of Justice asked Russia to return Sentsov and other prisoners. In August 2015, Sentsov was sentenced to 20 years in prison in a sham trial that was deplored by many as a farce. Sentsov was found guilty of the creation of a terrorist organization planning to carry out terrorist attacks in Crimea, illegal possession and attempt to traffic arms. His co-defendant, another Crimean activist, Alexander Kolchenko, received a 10-year sentence. Both denied the charges as totally fabricated. After the forcible annexation of Crimea, Russia had automatically changed their citizenship into Russian, but the political prisoners did not get Russian passports and insisted on considering themselves as citizens of Ukraine. Five hours of talks were needed for the Normandy group to prepare a new document which outlined steps to reach peace in eastern Ukraine. It was called a roadmap for the Minsk agreement's implementation. The presidents of France, Ukraine, Russia and the Chancellor of Germany met at around 7 in the evening Kyiv time and came to the common understanding late at night. The draft provides a list of gradual measures regarding the Minsk agreements, what obligations and time deadlines the parties have. The final document will have been worked on by the end of November, when the foreign ministers of the four countries adopt the finalized roadmap. Most of the time we talked about the security issues, and we emphasize that all components of the security issues within the Minsk agreements are integral part of the roadmap. Those are a withdrawal of foreign troops and access of the OSCE special monitoring mission to all the territory, including the contact line and uncontrolled part of Ukraine-Russia border. Angela Merkel, together with François Hollande, directly after the meeting, discussed the Syrian question with Vladimir Putin. At around 2 a.m. Kyiv time, the German and French leaders come up before the journalists for a press conference. Merkel stays before finalizing the roadmap. A lot of work must be done and adds that security issues should be solved along with the political part of the Minsk. If we look closer at the Minsk deal, Ukraine gets a control over its border only in the end of the Minsk process. Before it happens, we have agreed that OSCE observers can easily travel up to the border. Sometimes it's possible, sometimes problematic. The Russian president confirmed it. When a law on local elections in Donbass is adopted and elections are underway, then we can talk about an armed mission of the OSCE. Today in Brussels, Merkel and Olin will discuss Russia's actions in Ukraine and Syria, together with the EU members during the European Council summit. Elections will take place only when control over Ukraine-Russia state border is established by an OSCE armed mission. Petro Poroshenko has commented on the Normandy meeting in an interview with major TV channels. The president said there are only two alternatives to the Minsk agreements, either military settlement of the conflict or abandonment of the occupied territories. Both options are unacceptable for Ukraine. According to the head of the state, Ukraine's strategy at the Normandy talks hasn't changed. We should get control over the border on behalf of an OSCE armed mission. This is let down in the Minsk deal that I always stress about. That control must stop infiltration of Russian troops, weapons and ammunition. After the second day of elections, Ukraine's army must gain the border control. 
for more countries prolonged sanctions against Moscow for another six months. Montenegro, Albania, Liechtenstein and Norway imposed restrictions against the Kremlin for violation of the sovereignty of Ukraine and annexation of Crimea. Federica Mogherini welcomed this decision in her statement, saying the sanctions imposed by Brussels against Russia will be valid until the end of 2017 at least. The Russian military intervention in Ukraine, which began in 2014, prompted a number of governments to apply sanctions against Russia. Sanctions have been imposed by the United States, the European Union, along with other countries, 41 in total. Polish Parliament, following Ukraine, has adopted a resolution on World War II events and Russian aggression against Ukraine. Polish MPs accepted the document that states the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact between the Soviet Union and Nazi Germany caused the war and occupation of Poland. The declaration also states that today's actions of Moscow towards Ukraine are a threat to peace and security of Europe. It is expected that the document will also be ratified in Lithuania after the country forms the new parliament. We vote for this resolution because we consider cooperation with Ukraine being crucial for us. It serves the country's interests. We vote because we remember the tragic moments of our mutual history of Poland and Ukraine. This story casts a shadow over many Poles, but to our mind, history cannot derail our present and future partnership. 21-year-old citizen from Poland tried to export from Ukraine 2,430 cartons of cigarettes with Ukrainian excise stamps and almost 12 kilos of raw amber. At the Krakowets checkpoint in Lviv region, the man introduced himself as the same MP assistant. The man didn't want to join the general queue, but demanded to drive to the front of the queue and showed an MP's letter. Ukrainian border guards were suspicious of his behavior, and they inspected the man's car very closely. Under the rear seat and in the luggage compartment, the cigarettes and raw amber were found after an in-depth inspection of the car. The goods and the car were assist. The Polish police will find out if the smuggler is really an MP's assistant. Not to ruin the European integration of Ukraine. This demand has been shouted outside the embassy of the Netherlands. Activists drew a map of Ukraine by the embassy's gates. It must remind the Dutch about their decision on the future of the association agreement between Ukraine and the European Union. By November the 1st, the Dutch government has to decide on the agreement on the ratification. A year ago, Dutch Parliament finalized the ratification procedure, however, people voted against it. A definitive decision will be made by the government in a week. The campaign activists say they appeal to the Dutch officials to become the 28th country to ratify the agreement. We plan to hand over a signed appeal to the ambassador or an embassy representative on Friday. He changed the military uniform for a teacher's suit. In the city of Dnipro, this demobilized soldier teaches history at the preparatory class for internally displaced children. It's a volunteer project for him. Yaroslav says the best reward for his work is to know his students have passed history exams perfectly. A year ago, historian by profession, Yaroslav served in the ATO zone. He had witnessed nearly the whole of the Donetsk region. Now, dozens of students await the young teacher in the city library. All the children are different and united by one tragedy. They personally know what a war means. 
Some survived bombing, others lost their relatives, and none of them want to recall those heartbreaking moments. Friends who I had there, they chose a different point of view, and we argued with each other pretty much. I want to live in Ukraine. Yaroslav, the teacher, says the main rule for his lecture is no propaganda. The environment affects a person or what parents think, so my criteria is the truth without politicizing the information I give. All internally displaced children are being invited to the classes, free of charge and without any diploma requirements. Ukraine is reclaiming the nationality status of Kazimir Malevich, telling the world about him through books and art installations. The German city of Frankfurt is hosting the largest book fair in the world. More than 7,000 publishers, literary agencies and writers from almost 100 countries have all gathered in one place. The Ukrainian stand has been designed in avant-garde style inspired by Malevich himself. One part of the presentation is dedicated to him, in particular, an English version of the book Kazimir Malevich Kyiv Period. Ukraine's culture ministry says there are plans to promote internationally known names and remind to the world about Ukrainian roots of such artists. The Ukrainian team in Frankfurt will also present a funny book by Ukrainian prisoner in Russia, Oleksantsov. The book is literally called By the Book, It is Funny. Moreover, the Ukrainian corner at the fair will feature comics produced in Ukraine. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's Ukraine News Roundup for this edition of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. To hear more news from Ukraine today, check all of this week's editions of Nasholos at www.nasholos.com. And for their full roster of breaking stories, as well as interviews, press reviews, and in-depth analysis on Ukraine, follow Ukraine Today on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and their live blog, uatoday.tv. Vyslúchajte Radio Peredáču náš holos Radio Krínskoho Koríňa na radiostancii CHLY o den 0 o den 7 FM umístí na najmo. Zváme Pavlina. You're listening to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina. Welcome to Victor's Vignettes, stories about life in Soviet and post-Soviet Ukraine by Viktor Sergeyev of Mykolaiv, Ukraine. I am Sergei Kaznady in Toronto. Well, it happened at last. Our city became open to the world. It was the year 1992 and there were no more military restrictions. Many visitors arrived at once and there was a need for additional interpreters. Our newfound freedom, welcome as it was, brought with it lots of problems, 
Not least of all, nobody knew anything about international marketing, and nobody spoke English. So, in a way, we were babes in the woods, even though for years we had built warships and aircraft carriers for the Soviet Navy. The shipyard in Mikolaev was visited by many local and foreign guests who tried to look important and wealthy enough to buy an aircraft carrier or perhaps a small trawler vessel. They all had one thing in common. When it came time to pay, they all vanished, leaving behind multi-million dollar contracts worth less than the paper they were written on. Sure, I will remember this as a time of terrible economic problems. It is not easy to be an independent state after suddenly detaching from a big and aggressive imperia that wants to settle your problems for you, ruling and commanding you without your consent. And of course, controlling all the state mechanisms, which you can be sure it was not eager to give up and hand over nicely to its sovereign successor states. At that time, in the early 1990s, the current economic situation was on everyone's minds. And now we were able to discuss politics freely. We did, in shops, markets, wherever. I recall one guest from Turkey once overheard a small group of us having one such discussion. He said to us, Probably your grasp of English is very poor, and so you imagine completely impossible events. Inflation can never reach as high as you say. It might get to 5 or to a maximum of 10%, not more. Such a lucky man he was. He never felt the cold breath of hyperinflation, which peaked at 10,000% in 1993. He never woke up in the morning knowing that bread or milk would be three times more expensive than they were the day before. At around that time, I recall going on a business trip to Hamburg, to be sure, wealthy and healthy. Germany, with its rich and plentiful shops, smiling people and colored lights, pleasant smell of chocolate and perfumes everywhere in the streets, impressed us greatly. But do you love your motherland less when it is in trouble? Despite being surrounded by affluence and abundance, we still looked forward eagerly to return to the only place on earth that really needs and waits for you, home. During the trip, we encountered some men from a German fishing company who had never heard of our shipyard in Mikolaev. So we explained, an ex-USSR republic with military restrictions cancelled. That was enough for them. Then they asked us to show the obligatory attributes of any independent state, our flag and money. There were no problems with showing our flag, but our money. The periods of detaching from the Soviet ruble zone and establishing our own currency, the hryvnia, took nearly five years. In the interim, we had funny money. Officially, it was called coupons, but people called them fantiki, or wrappers, referring to pieces of paper used by little children playing shopping, essentially the Soviet version of monopoly money. Despite all of these problems, 
We had a strong feeling that everything was moving in the right direction, away from USSR imperialism, communism, and miserable Sovok life. Wise men say, "Don't rush events. Everything will take care of itself without your intervention." The Mikolayev shipyard was a state enterprise, therefore it suffered very painfully. Everything of value was stolen, and what was left of our place. Could not sustain the workforce. My employment at the shipyard ended abruptly. I was offered a job by a Swiss-owned private company, with offices much closer to my home, and with a salary five times higher. My decision was obvious. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Victor's Vignettes: Stories from the Life of Victor Sergeyev in Mykolaiv, Ukraine. You can find Victor's original transcripts and commentary at his blog, Vignettes: Life in Ukraine. For audio archives and links, visit www.nashholos.com. So until next time, do pobaczenia. Ви слухаєте радіо передачу Наш голос Радіо Українського Коріння на хвилі CHLY 1017 FM у місті Ненаймо. This is Nash Holos, Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm your host, Pavlina.
and the ubiquitous Ukrainian old-timers from Winnipeg, Manitoba. That was the Sweet Fern Waltz from their CD, No More Bread and Butter. And that is one of a good two dozen, if not more, CDs that they've been pumping out over the decades, as well as entertaining crowds uh, in Manitoba at festivals, dances, weddings, and whatnot, uh, just doing their thing. Again, the Ukrainian old-timers from Winnipeg with a Sweet Fern Waltz. Here's what's happening this week in Central Vancouver Island's Ukrainian community. This Friday, enjoy a pierogi supper at St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Parish in Parksville. Get your fill of pierogies, kubasa, and great Ukrainian hospitality. Doors are open from 5 to 7 p.m. Father Chad Pavlishin and the parishioners of St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville invite you to join them for services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. As well, every Sunday from noon to 1 p.m. you can stock up on homemade pierogies and pies. St. Mary's Ukrainian Orthodox Church is located in Parksville at 594 Carl's Way. For more information, visit them online at vanisleparochial.ca. Father Theo Machinsky and the parishioners of St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church invite you to Divine Liturgy every Saturday at 11 a.m. and Sunday at 6 p.m. St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Church is located at 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo, just off Norwell Drive. For rentals, pierogi sales, and more information, call 250-758-4714. The Visnaya Ukrainian Dancers rehearse every Tuesday evening from September to June with classes for preschool through to adults at St. Michael's Ukrainian Catholic Parish Hall, 4017 Victoria Avenue in Nanaimo. For more information, visit their Facebook page or email visnadancers at gmail.com. On Saturdays at 6 p.m., tune in to the Vancouver edition of Nash Hollis on AM1320 and online at am1320.com. As well, the international edition airs on AMFM and shortwave radio in over 20 countries on the PCJ radio network. You can get the podcast at the Nash Hollis website. And here in Nanaimo, Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio broadcasts live every Wednesday to the north and central Vancouver Island, Gulf Island, Sunshine Coast, northwest Washington State, and greater Vancouver listening areas. So at 11 a.m. every Wednesday, please join me, Pavlina, and at noon, Oksana, for the best in Ukrainian news, folklore, and music here on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. In between broadcasts, make sure to follow Nash Hollis and Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.nasholos.com. Я 
štebe v klitočku, ja štebe v klitočku, ja štebe v klitočku, posadiu, oj preposadiu. From Montreal, that was Cheremshena and a traditional Ukrainian folk song, Posiela Baba Konepel, Baba Planted Hemp. And there's a fair bit of that going on these days here on the west coast of Canada, particularly on Vancouver Island, although not necessarily by Babe. <laughs> Again, that was Cheremshena from Montreal with Posiela Baba Konepel. And our proverb of the week translates as He who has not gone to school is condemned to a life of grief. Well, our time is about up, so to take us to the end of our program, the By Request Band from Steinbeck, Manitoba, and the Primetime Polka. And that brings us to the end of the first hour of Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Oksana takes over the mic to host the next hour, so stay tuned. Meanwhile, please join me here again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. And until then, do stay in touch with Oksana and me on Facebook and Twitter. Like our Facebook page and check out the Nasholos website where you can get the podcast, a link to our blog, and other information about the show. And that's www.nasholos.com. So stay tuned next for Nash Holos Ukrainian Hour with Oksana, followed by World Beat Canada with Vancouver's Cal Coat, and at 2 p.m. Jukebox Oldies with our own Bobby B. Cool. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Do zusrichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.